All right, good evening, social media family. Thank you for joining us this evening for a another Grace and Faith Fellowship Bible study. We will pick back up with Karis Bible studies in the new year. But we have a a topic tonight um, of pertinent importance. All right. And the, the title of the study tonight is Mental Health in the Last Days. Mental Health and the Last Days. So I know there's been a lot of a lot of talk in in the news about mental health and how <coughs> we are in a mental health crisis. Now, there are different layers to that, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that a lot of people are dealing with a lot of different things, a lot of different stressors, and it manifests manifesting itself in different ways in different people. So what I wanted us to do is kind of to look at what Jesus said, what Paul said about the last days and how we can protect ourselves from the attacks on the mind and on our hearts. All right. So let's start in, let's go to Matthew 24. Matthew 24. And I'll start at verse four and go down to verse 10. Now go down, I'll go down to 12. And I'll read this in the new, uh, old school King James. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Now verse 13 says, but he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Now I don't know about you, but reading all that, it sounds like a lot of trouble, a lot of things gonna be going on. Now how many of us can look at that and say, wow, that sounds like the headline news. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, I want to look at, just look at verse by verse. I want to look at verse six, where he says, ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Now, what does that produce when you're hearing about war 
and the possibility of war. Fear, anxiety, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so in the mental health world, the, the wars and the rumors of wars would be identified as a trigger, right? The trigger for the anxiety. And you see what Jesus says right, right next to it, right? See that ye be not troubled. All right. So he's given us a directive here to say, hey, these things are going to be going on. But see to it that ye be not troubled. Now, the question is, would God, would Jesus himself tell us to do something that we did not have the ability to do? Mm -mm. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, can we do it in and, our, in and of our own strength? Mm -hmm. No. Nah. But as a believer, you have... Christ in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit abiding on the in, inside of us, right? All right. And he says, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now let's look at seven. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. All right. So what are you thinking of when we when we read this? Nation shall rise against nation. Headline news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This one's doing this. Looks like another world war. Kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation. Okay. Now, I want us to look at the Strong's definitions of that word nation. It says a race that is a tribe specifically a foreign and then if you look at Thayer's definition, it says a multitude associated or living together, company or troop, a swarm, a multitude of individuals. Is that ethnos? Ethnos. Used in mm -hmm. Fourteen. And verse seven. Okay. The same same word, nation. Try and verse look at look at number three in Thayer's, a tribe, national people group. Now tell me that's not headline news. We always think countries, and it's true. It's mom and I were talking about that today about you know, it's just, you know, black, white, white, black, this, that, you know, I'm better, this, better, you know. I think these wars would be more like Arabs and, and Muslims, and I heard now even they're having radical Hindus. So, yeah, I even thought, I mean, add, I mean, mm -hmm. this whole thing about like. Women liberalism and then women we're we're powerful, we're one, we have to be together, attack men, you know, and I mean it's sad. My mom and I just as a side note, we saw it today on Facebook and they, we got very angry and maybe rightful anger the men on the right way. It was a long story, but it was the husband was snoring one of those reels and it was like mm -hmm. it was just a hatefulness, you know. Right. It was the, the woman was like frustrated, she was looking at him and he was snoring. And she punches her husband while he was asleep and she acted like she was asleep. And I go, that's hateful. And I said, when you love your man, but you just get tired of the storm. I go, you don't punch him though. That's that's vicious, you know. And it just you do what I do when she's snoring and I just pinch her nose. Yeah, goes, you know, or just or just come with <laughs> and play, or, or talk about you. Like, well, that's, that's hateful, you know. I go, it's just that the whole it's just like right, hate, you know, it's right. Terrible. So we talking about people group versus people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then what James was talking about. You look at what Jesus says, says kingdom against kingdom. Right. So then, you know, if you look at the Strong's here, it's talking about, says royalty or rule or realm, 
right? So basically, then, then you're talking about like <coughs> nations, Saudi Arabia, nation, yeah. nations the way we think of it geographically or a, you know, a, a governmental, a body, right? So all of this division, what do you think that's going to do to your mental health? It's going to place a strain on it, right? Right? Because just like you described, you have all of these different ideologies that are rising up, different philosophies. So in a sense, you could say different kingdoms, different priorities. And all of it leads to this, this schism or division. Now, thinking about kingdoms and nations, skipping down to verse 10, says, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. All right. Scandal in in as strong as scandalize or to entrap. I think that would mainly be people hating Christians because <laughs> you watch the news and you don't, you don't hear a whole lot of anti-Muslim or anti-Hindu or anti. That they're, they're even making jokes about dirty jokes about Jesus. I mean, really, Christianity is hated. I think I think because it's a true God is. Has brought that religion to us. There's one guy that was, you know, I was uh, that I know affiliated with, and this was years ago where he proclaimed to believe in Christianity, but now he's turned against right. it because, and he was on social media attacking. And I was friends with him, <laughs> and I asked him, "But why are you not attacking any other?" Right. Why is Christianity such a priority for you to attack that? And he didn't really give me an answer. I know why. For Christians don't come and burn your house down. The Muslims would. <laughs> That's why. Maybe so. But I'm saying it's just, you know, I was interested to say, okay, you, you are so um, convinced or determined to bash Christianity and what it stood for and this and that, what it didn't know and this ain't true, and ask me questions. What about this? Why this? 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 And that? I'm saying, you, you're so strong. You're coming in so hard. Okay, why? Why not exist other religions than this? Why don't you talk about that? If they hated Jesus, you know they're gonna hate us. Right. <laughs> right. That's what he said, right? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Verse nine. Mm -hmm. Then shall then shall they deliver you up? He's talking to the disciples here to be afflicted and shall kill you. He shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Yep. Now again, that word nations there is ethnos. So we talk about people groups. Mm -hmm. We're not just we not just talking about geographical governments, people groups, ethnos. Right. So obviously with all of this going on, right? So Jesus already prophesied. This is what it's going to look like in the last days. So we've been in the last days for a long time, but 
it's twenty the end of twenty twenty two. So we've closer than we've ever been, right? So obviously, as we get closer to the actual end, the intensity level is going to what increase? That's going to separate the men from the boys. <coughs> you know. <laughs> That is true, though. The darker it is, the lighter the light, the brighter the light shines, though. The positive will Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the challenge for us as believers is to keep that light shining. Yeah. Right. And not allow it to be covered. <laughs> Under that, a hole, that's our good words. That's the challenge. I'm old enough to remember a guy who wrote a book, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming Back in 1988. Oh, no. <laughs> true, true story. Well, it didn't happen. Then he wrote another one that I forget he was coming a few years later. He said he made a miscalculation. <laughs> he was coming in 2012, too. I remember that. If Jesus said, No man knows the, 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 the day or the hour, then these, these guys pop up and say, But I do. All right. But I do. And, and that's just, just a picture of how date setting, how dangerous it is. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's already it's anti, it's anti-scriptural. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus said, no man knows the day of how, but his father only. So yeah, God, yeah. God the Father knows. He didn't even know. So, I mean, so he's the only one that knows, right? Mm -hmm. So he didn't, he's not going to give Brother Watermelon a revelation that, hey, it's going to be on April 14th, 2025. Or such or whatever, right? Yeah. But he did say what? You will know the signs mm -hmm. of the times as we get closer to that day. Yeah. So just being aware of this and, and being able to, to say, okay, there's obviously there are going to be attacks on on us as believers on different levels, physically, philosophically, emotionally, right? all these different fronts, theologically, doctrinally, right? Because again, this verse 10 is really jumping out at me. It says, then shall many be offended. How many people are getting monetized views on their YouTube pages for exposing the <laughs> false Christian movement and all that stuff. Just attack, just like you said, attacking the faith. And that, and that thing is just, it seemed like I don't, just anecdotally, anecdotally, you know, I don't, I don't have any specific official data on this, but just thinking back, you know, when Social media just started and just in when I first started, you know, watching YouTube, looking at Facebook and all this type of stuff like 15 years ago to now. Like the type of content that's there, how anti Christ things are. And just like Gene was talking about, you know, the types of things that are being jokes that people are, are telling, like, uh, you know, you couldn't get away with that. Talking about another religion. Did you ever hear Bob Dylan? I saw him doing an interview with him, and they were saying, and, and you're still alive. And he's saying, I have to stay alive. And he's, what do you mean you have to stay alive? He said, I made a deal years ago before I was famous 
and I have to stay alive to fulfill my end of the deal. I said, what do you mean you deal? He said, I made a deal with the big man. He said, and the commentator said, God? He said, no, the other big man. He said, you mean the devil? And Dylan said, yes. I made a deal with the devil. He said, well, what happened? He said, well, I was famous within 30 days. Once he did that, he said, he sold his souls, what he said. And I never heard anybody just admit that right flat out, you know. Well, the hatefulness, too, we said earlier, you know, just, just the meanness and stuff of, you know, even when you believe in something good, you know, like some of the ways we've talked about this here before, the way of, you know, um, <coughs> conveying it or communicating it, you know, it's like, you know, it's like abortion's wrong. Of course it's wrong, but to be hateful to women who've had it and be, like, mean about you know, like, you know, they're so mean, they're sinners. I was like, that's... that's no, there's women, that, there's women that had it, they're suffering. Yeah, they're every every year they wonder what their kid would look like, yes, what color eyes they would have. Like, oh, I, I mean, would never suffering. want to shame any of my friends who no, had that happen because I know even suffering. if they don't admit it, deep down they're thinking that like yeah, they can they can would talk, Johnny be yeah. like blue eyes, you know, like what you know, and it's so sad. They can talk trash, but they're suffering. Yeah, every time they see a kid, they wonder what their kid would look like. You know, exactly. Yeah, same way. Look at verse 12. All right. In the in New Living Translation, it says, <clears throat> Sin will run rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. In the Amplified, it says, Because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. How about that last part? The love of most people will grow cold. Can you can you see that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know those those that are you know the the more seasoned saints, right? They can remember back decades ago, just going about day to day life and just in general, walking around talking to people and just the, the demeanor of folks. Can you see a, a shift in the Joe Blow person, the Joe Q public's attitude, just going out to the store, going to the mailbox, making groceries, talking to customer service reps, stuff like this, just going about your day-to-day -day business. Can you sense a shift in the general attitudes of, of people? I think it's really hurt the young people when I walk our neighborhood every day, that people my age, I would say 50s and up, hi, hi, I mean, whether you know them or not, but young people, they won't even make eye contact. And I can say, hello, how you doing? And they just keep on walking, don't want to look at you. Yeah. It's terrible among the younger people. And you can, and you can see it in how they, people interact with their, even their own families. Terry was telling me she was in either Sam's or Costco the other day, and there was a lady there whose baby was crying. And she's screaming in line to the baby, shut the F up. Out loud. Over and over storm. and over again. She had just, just screaming at the kid, shut the F up. And I thought, man, this is happening all over the place. Oh people, are, people are doing this kind of stuff. Now, I agree with Terry because I mean, even I'm thinking along like what she's talking about. I mean, when you, like, when, in your neighborhood, when you walked out and then 
the child next door would say, hi, Mr. Mm -hmm. They knew you. Yeah. They would speak Leave to you. you and, right. And say, and you know, otherwise they would greet you. Mm -hmm. Just out of respect, you know. You get the money. Kids walk out the house and they look at you and just and keep moving. They won't look at you. Like he said, they won't make eye contact. Get out of my face. Know. Yeah. Right. So you don't. They don't tell you. You know, walk past. Every now and then, I get a kid that says, "How you doing?" And then it just shocks me and says, "Okay, wow, who was that kid's parent?" Because right. you know, which like you don't get that. You know, they come out and you they see you. Um, they greet you. How you doing? You know, they, they knew you by name. But right here and right here and right here, it's like okay, they just they walk out. All you have to do, especially it's like during Christmas, you think it'd be more nicer, right? But <laughs> that's usually not, you know. It's, all you have to do is go shopping. We were in the mall earlier, and I was walking around. I went to Claire's or something. I was walking through some folks, and I try to be courteous. I ain't perfect, but. Sometimes it's like you literally have to stand your ground to even walk through a crowd because they're going to like take over your space, you know. And I, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a like. People get near me. I don't mean that, but it's just like mm -hmm. you're walking through a small amount of space, and you have to be kind of stand your ground, and be polite about it, and say excuse me because they're going to push you over. I mean, if you don't, you know, when I go, that's sad, you know. We just be, oh, after you or after you or excuse me, you know, the kind of thing. And just it's social like, media itself. You know, yeah. People are inundated with that. When you go in a restaurant and you see a husband and wife sitting at the table having dinner and they're both on their phone. Oh, my God. There's, I mean, that was already in well, place. Well, they were both on their right? phones because that's how they were talking to each other. Preoccupied <laughs> in different worlds. And then with the COVID and all these yeah. things we're going through, it's just amped it up. Probably the parties, too. Like we were saying they're taking, you know, like people groups against each other. You know, it's it's... I thought about too. I said, you know, back when we were talking about back in the day, this made my mind job. You see, I still, I'm so glad. We, I know we still see this sometime, but our dear gentlemen in this world that are left, that will get the door for you, you know, as a lady. And I go, but I am mad at a lot of men for that. I mean, I, I'm angry sometimes, but I'm very angry at women too because a lot of it, you know, I don't know if I can do it. And I go, let's see if that fight, you know, it's a division, you know, it's like, so. Helping one another, you know, it's just you know, mutually, you know, definitely. So, mm -hmm. but I think people just their tolerance is low. Man. Yeah, it's so the people don't have a high tolerance for that because I mean, you see it on the you know, you call them the uh, reality shows and stuff, and it's people, it is endorsed, it is glorified. There's no filters anymore, right? Right, on what people say, right? They think. You, it's okay to say whatever you want. Right, whatever you want. Now, we, we, we've got politicians trying to separate everybody in America from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, when you meet other people, if they're a different religion, different color, different anything, you spend a little time with them, they're just like you. I mean, if you just, just spend a little time, the wall comes down, right. and you realize they're no different than you are. Yeah, and, that, and that's a point that you know too many of us don't understand. Right. Because, you know, there are different there are different vehicles the enemy uses for division. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Now, one of the most obvious ones in this country is this. Right? Mm -hmm. This skin mm -hmm. color. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Racism. All right. That's a big one. And another one is political ideology. Right. Mm -hmm. That's another huge one. 
right? And then another one is is gender identity. That's another big one. Right? Are you a are you a, a, a true feminist or are you a Christian feminist? Are you a red pill man? I don't know how many of you would know that is. Mm-hmm. Or are you a part of the manosphere? Right? All of these different like ideologies, right? And just ways of looking at the and world. They're, they're derogatory terms. And the thing about it is, all you have to do is look at verse 10, where Jesus says, then shall many be offended. See, these 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 ideologies. They are fueled by what Jesus is talking about right here. Offense. Now, that woman you saw on YouTube is talking about, girl, you better such and such and this and that. You don't need no man for nothing. I guarantee you she got daddy issues. Something happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something happened with her. Yeah. She hurt. Yeah. The same same thing about, you know, the over the over toxic masculine guy that you know all women are Jezebels and the Delilahs and stuff right so you got both ends of the spectrum but we're being inundated with that I got a survey from the Hampton Road Sanitation Department wanting to find out how much I know about how they operate and so so do you know right in the middle of the survey you know what the question was how do you identify <clears throat> Uh, this survey's over. Female, male, yeah. There were about seven or eight choices. You know how I answer that? Well, that's pertinent information. I answered that me. by saying, last time I looked, I was a man. Well, there was no place. I to wanted them to know that well, I had something God gave me. That's what no identified me. There was no place to put in anything <laughs> except the check mark. But what does that have to do? You the see, that's track. that's forced in there. That. Mm. So you know what y'all can do with your survey? I mean, the first time, the first time I went to the doctor, <laughs> and, you know, to my mom get dark, and they says, you know, well, we want you to look at this and pick one, and it flashed up on the screen that says, "Do you identify with male, female, or it, or they?" And I was like, "Are we serious right now?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's too many. I was like, mm. I know. Who thinks like that? Yeah, Some I'm like, like cause, I mean, are. just because they're doing it, and I'm saying, well, the reality just right. hit me in the face and says, this is really real. It's coming it's from serious. the colleges. You got these big college professors that were ultra left wing 20 years ago, and they're training these kids to be socialist, communist, and to be crazy, actually. Kids go to college, happy teenagers, and they come back. They hate the whole world. They hate all the, all the founding fathers. They hate the Constitution. I mean, when they when they come back, that's just the, the way they're being brainwashed. I think those are hurt. Like you know, you were saying, though, Julius. The thing about that, I I thought of something. Not this is not with like the whole like not figuring out what gender, but like kind of like that sexuality and how one stands on that. Right. I have somebody I know. I'll say it that way. They are now married to somebody whom, I'll say, the person I know is a female and they're married to a man. It's somebody I know anyway, I'm trying to keep this very, nobody would ever know. Um, this female and this man, this female that I know and the man, they dated offline or whatever. And when they first met, I knew that this woman that is very close to me, I knew she was very 
in love with this man, and I knew I knew something was there. You know, the discernment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had asked him like, "So, girl, what, you think he's the one and stuff?" And she's like, "I don't know." And I was like, "Why is she like?" Because I knew she was looking for somebody, you know, to marry. You know, it was that kind of thing. <clears throat> Lo and behold, not even a week later, she calls me up crying. I'm like, "You need me?" I go to her. We talk, and this woman I know, she's not very the type to like blah and just like let her feelings out, but she was very hurting. She tells me about the man that he had chosen polyamorism as his lifestyle. And he was very real with her, he was open. But she had told me all these good things about him. And I'm, I was puzzled at first, and I'm sitting there, like, just a couple of years ago, I'm like, something's not adding up. You know, he seems to be so good in so many ways, but he's doing this kind of lifestyle. Anyways, long story short, she tells me later on, and they ended up working out, he gave up that lifestyle. He told her later, he goes, because she hung in there, she told me, she goes, she knew she could not hang around for that, Mm-hmm. But she prayed. She was, I really felt like he was the one for me, and I really loved him. And she prayed. She gave to God, and God really fixed the situation. He told her later, you know, they did progress in the relationship. He goes, I, he was very hurt in the relationship. I go, there is the enemy got in there. And his life's like, I mean, this guy's a great guy. And anyways, long, long story short, they're married now, happily married, very good. And I go, you know, sometimes <laughs> these things, these stupid things we do, it comes from we think the right thing failed us, you know? Right. Right, yeah. and, that's, and that's big, but see, because we're talking about mental health, right? Yeah. And when there are there are offenses or, or certain or traumas that we experience, um, there is a there's an immediate need for that to be attended to, or otherwise it's an avenue or open door for the enemy to get in with a stronghold, with an ideology, right? And as you see, this is what happens. You know, cases of molestation, rape, all this type of stuff. Um, These are moments where there's a legitimate wrong that's done. And the enemy will come in and as a defense mechanism, the flesh will take on an offense to use it as a way to build up the ego. When I say ego, really I'm meaning the, 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 the mental faculties, right? As a defense to keep moving and to not allow the trauma to keep them stuck. But the emotional energy that's behind that is negative. And the enemy can work through that to just create division, bitterness, Right. And what's the end of that? It's confusion, strife. And that's what it leads to. So it can be it can be the same offense, but it can manifest different ways. Hmm. That's true. That's true. And this is why when we when we talk about Proverbs four where it says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. That is like number one priority for the believer now, for for us, you know. See, but do people know how to do that? Do the Christian, do we know how to guard our heart? Hmm. Yeah, that's what it is, some don't. I think it's number one, guarding your heart, if I may add. And I've, I've thought very hard on this a lot and prayed about it the past like, couple of years. 
And I go, I, this is just me personally, my <coughs> Julie opinion here, but I go, I think guarding our hearts, number one, is knowing God's character. And then, okay, you know, second, like mostly, yeah, exactly, knowing he wants what's best for each of us. And then the second thing is asking God in each situation in life. You know, any decisions we make, it's like, mm. you know, a job. It's like a job for me. God, you really sure that's where I'm supposed to go? Okay. Especially if it's something crazy God leads us to do. But not, not bad crazy, but it seems crazy to others. It's like, are you sure, God? Are you sure you go for it? I think it's just always trusting God and knowing we can trust Him. That's staying humble. That's personal. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Yeah. I'm looking, you know, I'm trying to, I was trying to reconcile this. You know, I've meditated on Matthew 24, you know, several times. And, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking about, okay, I think it's Ecclesiastics where it talks about nothing new. There's really nothing new under the sun. So is this, and, and, and I know this is written to us believers, but he's also, <clears throat> he's talking right to his disciples at the time, I guess 2000 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so in nine, he tells them they're going to be delivered up, afflicted, they'll kill you and you'll be hated of all nations. So, and I know he kind of told, Jesus kind of told Peter, you know, the things, something that will come upon him, you know, he would, you know, be taken where he wouldn't want to go and that kind of thing. So maybe, you know, I think there are history books written about, you know, a lot of the apostles, you know, dying as martyrs or whatever. So what wouldn't their minds be thinking, okay, Jesus told me about this. Surely this is the end now. But it wasn't the end. And so is it the things that we're going through now and that are happening now, has it really already happened every generation before us? Or is it really different now? Or is Satan, he got new tricks? Or is really, is the same old tricks he's been doing thousands of years. You know? Nothing new under the sun. Yeah. I think it's darker now, though. I know in my lifetime, I'm, I'm almost 80, but when I was young, I never met a young man who, who for a minute thought he was a woman. Uh, and now it seems like the, these things are going after young people. Once you're establishing yourself, they can't get you anymore. But they... they I think now the darkness, especially this kind of darkness, where women are saying they're men and men are saying they're women and all these pronouns and stuff. Uh, 50 years ago, that that wasn't a problem anywhere. No. What? It was kept. But it was, it was because the church was active and society was reluctant to, to try to even uh, try to bring that in, so it was kept down. <coughs> Yeah, I mean, because Kevin, you you started with that that scripture from Ecclesiastes. There's nothing new under the sun, right? So it, you know, if you look at the the root of the enemy's operation, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just different faces in different places mm -hmm. in different times, you know. And in in tying in what Gene just said, you know, this the intensity level. 
you know, as you, as you, it, just like the, he uses, the, Jesus uses the analogy of birth pains, right? And you know, all y'all women who've given birth, you know, when contractions start to come closer and closer together, that stuff, and it gets more intense, right? What does that mean? It's closer to that baby coming, right? Right. So the these things were going on in Jesus' day for sure. But as you, you go throughout time, you can see that the contractions are getting stronger all the time. That's interesting because I, I, I like to know, you know, some of the societies like old France and stuff, I mean, they were very like. And see, and people don't understand because, Ooh, yeah. yeah, we got some stuff going on. But we, we still haven't gotten to Sodom and Gomorrah, true Sodom and Gomorrah level. Yeah, there you go. Right. We I mean, you know, we, we, we got some stuff going on, but you we can't downplay what was happening because they didn't have internet and Google back in the day, back in those times. Yeah. Right. And you you and you sit down and you read some of the old testament. What what was going down? The the, the level of violence that was occurring. Yeah. So things have been there there has been rampant is sin and the works of the flesh have been in operation for millennium. It's just that the thing about things now is that something can happen in Turkey and you can know about it in 30 seconds yes, here yes. in Newport News. Yeah. It won't like that back in the day, but there's just so much exposure now. Yeah, that's true. I remember even speaking of St. France, I was a big seem to have a lot not that I don't like France and I support my brothers and sisters over there and people but just some of the moral decay and stuff and I remember it's been the past I, I don't quote me like thousand years or so I remember my history books that talked about I think it was France they got so bad they literally hated society as a whole hated God so much they tried to make a 10 day calendar instead of a 7 day they didn't even want like the 7 days and stuff and it really screwed up bad because even the cattle even the workers, I mean, it was too much, you know, even that aspect, you know. But it was like, that's an example of, you know, wow. it was so anti-God, you know. Mm. Right. And where would something like that come from? It's bitterness, right? A bitter heart can produce that. Mm -hmm. Only a bitter heart can produce that. And I, I meant to go to Luke here, and you don't have to turn here. I'm just going to quote it. Luke 21 and 26, it says, Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after these things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Right? I've been waiting for that. I sit at home waiting for everything to shake. It's coming. I tell you what, that first part, men's hearts failing them for fear, looking after the things that are coming on the earth. I already had a heart attack. If that starts happening, I'm going to have to say, heart, don't fail me now. <laughs> you you're not one that has to fear anything. No, I don't, I don't fear anything. But, but I mean, it really, because just looking at what Jesus is saying here, right? Because if you, if we talk about guarding the hearts and if we are not guiding these these entry gates, mm -hmm. the ears, eyes, the mouth gate, all these, then then those are avenues that fear can be fed. Yeah. Right. All of these avenues they can be fed, and your mouth can can do more feeding than you realize, because again, anytime you say something, 
right? You're not only releasing your authority, but you are hearing that same thing in your inner ear. So it has a double impact. And, you know, if you look at history, you have these things that started like Sodom and Gomorrah. God destroyed that. Ended it right there. And these things that, that Satan keeps trying to bring up through history, God stopped it. And now we have to say to ourselves, is this thing that started that's here in this country going to keep on going or is God going to end it? And we'll have to, we just have to wait and see. If it keeps on going, though, we're definitely heading, heading for the, the last roundup, I think. Because it's just us three. When you grew up and you're out in the street playing ball and you were hanging out with your friends, how many of your friends were conflicted thinking they might be a woman? I, I can't think of one. I, now, somebody told me that one of them I grew up with became homosexual. But that's different than thinking he's a woman. You know? I mean, this this thing here that's happening is, is different. Yeah, when we came out, it was you, certain people you kind of you know, we had idea. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was never, like, so open. They kept it. Yeah, they didn't come out to, with a dress on to yeah, play football they, with you. Yeah, it. They, they were very discreet about it. But you kind of sensed it, like, okay. But it was it was, it was discreet. Mm -hmm. They used discretion because it wasn't accepted in culture like it right, is now. Right, right. Don't you think, too, just because of everything, people are searching for significance and one way to get recognition and value and all those things people need is to be different. So yeah. it is so vogue now to be different yeah. for different sake. Yeah. No matter how absurd it is, mm -hmm. we, we, that, we just put those people on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. They're just looking for That's like the guy with the mustache right. that would steal luggage out of the airport and control nuclear waste. <laughs> My goodness, man. How's this guy ever get a... How's this guy get a, a, yeah. a security, security clearance? But, you know, Terry hit on something, right? Because, again, we talk about mental health, right? And if, you know, if there's no significant network of love, right, in in your life, then there's a, there's a vacuum there. Mm -hmm. It's a hole. And... If there's no genuine manifestation of, of love, then you emotionally, you're going to seek that out, mm -hmm. that attention and validation. Right? So me being as loud and just as different as I can be in order to get some sort of validation from this illusion of yeah, it's a, a following. Yeah, it's an illusion, then that's what I'm going to do in order to fulfill that need. And see, and this is the thing we got to be careful about too, just as believers, because it's, we have to keep that in mind anytime when we see somebody that's different from us. You know, they may be dealing with some confusion in certain areas of their lives that that's, that's in contradiction to the, to the scripture. But if I will come off to them a certain kind of way, mm -hmm. all I'm doing is reinforcing that bitterness mm -hmm. towards the faith. Mm -hmm. And this is where us believers we gotta step our game up. You know, it, 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 regardless of how grotesque or weird or whatever something may seem, we gotta use the that that fruit of patience mm -hmm. and self control.
and say, okay. And do what your mama told you. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. If you can't, if you can't do nothing else, do that. Because I, I you know, us as the body, all right, there's a lot of us who are genuine members of the body and some imposters who have done great damage to the faith with hate speech and just just nasty rhetoric that's not that's not building the kingdom at all. It's true, like we were talking about the transgender and gender identity and stuff, and I'm not ashamed to say this, I've told each one or probably individually, I had actually dated somebody for a very small stint. I didn't know that they were considering that, but they told me. Um, and, you know, when they told me, I mean, and the 20-minute conversation of, hey, baby, how are you tonight, blah, 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 turned into an hour and a half, and I ended up ministering to somebody more than, you know, was that, that wasn't going to work, you know. But, I mean, this man, you know, he had, I would have never saw an outside sign. I mean, he mm -hmm. totally, completely gave every masculine, like, you know, like, um, sign that he was a, a guy, you know. But, I mean, you know, just, you know, the social life, everything. I mean, I would have, you know, during his hobbies, everything. But he shared with me some things, a little bit we did talk and share and stuff. Before he even told me about that, he had some really bad, um, the upbringing was not good, like, he told me his parents did not share with him, you know, the birds and the beast talk. He said he literally woke up when he was 15 years old and he had condoms under his pillow. That's how his parents told him. And I go, oh my God, you know. And when he ended up sharing with me what had happened, of course, on my end, I had some things I had to deal with because, oh my gosh, this guy I'm dating, you know, it was crazy. But, like, you know, the godly part and in my heart for somebody else as a person, I'm like, I know why. I know this, this guy was struggling, you know, and of course I had to, in my personal life, I had to break that off, but I mean, I prayed for him and I said, God, I go, you know, I, I was kind with him. I told him, I go, I just, I can't, you're not even, he didn't even tell me he wanted to even, you know, move forward or nothing. He just, he, he really was mm -hmm. more serious about being a female and I'm like, um, I'm going to date a guy, you know, but however, you know, breaking it off, I, I did as kind as I could and I prayed for him after I said, God, I said, help him find his way, you know, you know, I knew there was a lot of confusion there, but it was from his, his past, you know? Right. Right. So to just go back to what Proverbs is telling us about guarding our hearts. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you, she, you made a point earlier about the character of God being, you know, understanding the true character of God as being a, a, a safeguard, right? So if you're thinking about a, a fence post, like fence around your heart, understanding the character of God, that's that's a part of the construction of that fence. And what else can we think of? Scripture says evil communication corrupts good manners. Okay, so watching the company we keep. Now, when I say that though, what do I really, what do I mean when I say that? Watching the company that we keep. Am I saying that you cut off all contact with non-believers? Is that it? All right, so what is the, what is the biblical response then? What did, how do I apply that? Well, we're in the world, but not others. 
God knows who we really need to trust and give all of our, you know. Your close, your close friendships basket. need to be with godly people, but you can't right. just withdraw from all society. And I, and I just and the Holy Spirit would, would show you how to set boundaries on, on who you come in contact with, whether, you know, to hang out with them or not, you know, how far you should go. Like there's people who I know who are not saved and we hung out, you know, we went places that were wouldn't um, make offend me, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And then there were other ones I was like, nah, we can't do that. I mean one time one guy was cool co-worker and he was like, Yeah, you know, you know I was a Christian and uh, he wanted me to come to the club with me. I said, No, I ain't doing that. We can't. That's, that's not going to be. It's not my type of environment. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he's like, Well, you want me to come to church with you? you know, I said, Nah, we, we, can't, we can't compromise on that one. I know the club has nothing well, to do with Yeah, exactly. We can go out and yeah, we'll go to the club. But the club is not one of them. So, you know, you have to know what boundaries is that with what person, you know, stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's just certain thing lines you can't cross. That's or good. for me personally, and even certain individuals, you know, I'm like, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. I have a friend, one of my close friends, she's close friend, my mom is actually, and she's got a lot of liberal views and stuff, but I only know her because of Facebook because her and I are together. We both know how each other feel, and it's kind of this mutual understanding, but I think it's been a lot, as we're talking about here, I, I, I think, just prayingfully thinking it, that it's been a lot of hurt from the idea of God. Not God, but, you know, like, by churchy idea and stuff. And, you know, it gives you compassion, and you look at somebody, you go, oh, I hope I can be a light to them, you know? And you agree to disagree on things, you know? And that's good. That's good. Because you you in that having that type of an attitude where, okay, I know that I am in this world and I am to be a salt and a light, right? But how can a, how can you be salty staying in the salt shaker? How can you be light when you are still in the carton, in, in the closet? You don't have, you know, you're, you're just still that light bulb that's in the closet. You can't shine, right? So... Just going about your day-to-day business, then that is opportunity to develop connections with people and all this type, going to work, all that type of stuff, allowing that light to shine and that salt to season. But like Eric was saying, you know, there are certain things that in certain places that you as the believer should pump the brakes on and say, uh, it's not for me, right? Because see, that way the person is, now they understand, okay, there's a line that he's, this person's not going to cross. Now, even if they get offended, they still know mm-hmm. what his walk is, right? And as they continue to keep an eye on you, when there's some needs, some spiritual needs that come up, who you who you think they're gonna to talk to? So with the scripture, um, how it goes, um, even if they hate you because of your conduct, 
they can't, they won't hold it against you because your conduct, it, it still stands strong that you love, you're a loving person that you can't go to what I'm not going to the club, but I still love you. Right. Yeah, it's Peter. Peter. Listen, Peter. Yeah, I, mean, I can't remember what it was, but even if they hate you, they can't hate you in one way because you're, they love. Sometimes. Yeah, sad. I have a hard time with that getting hit and not hitting back. This is the flesh going. Yeah, yeah. When and, you hit back. And, and some of our flesh has a have our mama's voices behind behind it. So if somebody hits you, you better hit them back, <laughs> right? So you got to override all that to try to. And and again, there's there's proper application to that, right? Yeah. And that, don't, that don't mean that yeah, somebody somebody somebody's trying to attack you or your children or your wife. You just stand there and say, "Oh, just mm -hmm. turn on the cheek." Mm -hmm. No, that's not what it means. There's there's times you're supposed to stand for yourself, right? Because right. if it's the gospel, that was neat the way he said. He goes, "The only time you have to stand for yourself is the gospel." He goes, "Jesus said, I will stand for you, no matter what happens." But there's some he goes, oh, yeah. I like what he said. He goes, "You come here and say, I'm gonna give you twenty dollars." He goes. Um, no, you're not. He's like, bite you. Yeah, bite you for I know all this stuff. He goes, you know what I got you or not. He says, you made it much money, though. Okay. Um, yeah. First Peter 3, 16. Okay. And actually, verse 15 is like, is um, grace and faith. Scripture are... Our mission scripture. All right. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation 15 and 16. It says, No, I'm going to start at 13. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. 16. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good if it is what God wants than to suffer for doing wrong. So that's what Mary was referring to, that scripture 16. You know, your lifestyle will speak for you. Just your fruit will speak for you. Because even if the if, if they they if someone does something wrong against you and they and you respond and love back, it's it's gonna it's gonna hit different. It's gonna prick, there's gonna be a prick there. And if the person's heart is open, that could be a seed to come against whatever bitterness or hardness that that person has to the gospel. So we don't understand that, you know, this type of seeds that can be sown 
just like those stories of the gladiators and back in mm -hmm. Roman times where they are seeing the, the, the joy in the glory of God on, on Christians' lives as they're being thrown to the lions. And then the you got conversions happening. Some people in the audience jumped over the wall and went in there to be killed because they were dying these beautiful deaths and they, they knew it was God. Now, that's got to be supernatural. Mm -hmm. There's something supernatural going on. Mm -hmm. right. Let's see, that's the power that love has. I watched a guy that was in a public square somewhere and he was standing on a stool preaching and a, a, a dude came up and kicked the stool out from under him. I couldn't watch it because I would, I would pick the stool up and beat the snot out of the guy. <laughs> I watched him. He kicked the stool out and the guy hit the ground and the guy got up yeah. and, and climbed back up on the stool and started preaching again. And I thought, Lord, help me. Because I, I mean, even if I got my butt kicked, I'd have to, I'd have to do something. I couldn't just... I, you don't think? Yeah. How many fights I've been to you? Too many. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, see, and that's why there are certain places Gene can't go. One was because you were protecting. <laughs> you, oh. yeah, I, had, I had to go to the hospital and get my hand sewed up because the guy's tooth went through my knuckle. He punched me in, in my fist with his tooth. That's what the problem was. <laughs> yeah. So you see, you know, as we started in Matthew 24 and all of the signs of the times, right? So we established that guarding our heart is a priority number one, right, for, all, for us as believers. So, you know, we can be in a place of safety and we can continue to be the light and the salt that we're called to be. Now, I want us to go to, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. All right. 1 Corinthians 13, famous love chapter. Yeah. Well, the word is pregnant, so you, you can get something new. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start at verse 4. Love and um, let me see. Let me. I'm gonna read that and amplify. Love endures with patience and sincerity. Love is kind and thoughtful, and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag, and is not proud or arrogant. Okay, pause. All right. So, it is the human heart is longing for this. For love, right? Okay. Now, Julie talked about the importance of knowing God's character. If I can read this and I can see this as God's attitude towards me and, actually, and, and, and walk in that, when I say walk in that, that being a core belief of mine, how, how much safety is that providing for me, for you? Your Lord is patient and sincere. He's kind and thoughtful. Go ye therefore and be likewise. 
right? But without that revelation of that, that love towards you, it's you are in a position where you're going to count on your flesh to try to produce this and be a good Christian. And the scripture already declared because of lawlessness, multiply lawlessness, the love of many shall wax cold. This is why works righteousness ain't going to work in this time we live in there. Because when you are walk, you're, you're walking in the fruit of the spirit and you're just and if you're just trying to be good. You're not going to get that retribution from men the way you used mm -mm. to be able to. Mm -mm. So if you're, if the fruit of the Spirit is not being born out of, a, out of a response to God's love for you, then you're setting yourself up for bitterness. And this is something that we, you know, all of us need to understand. Because then that's, and that's really one of the most dangerous things about workspace righteousness. That relation, that relationship that's built on how good I can do. If I believe that God is looking at me to hit these check marks and I don't hit them, how shaky is that going to be for me emotionally? Right? If I acknowledge that there is there is a God and He is the all-powerful, the creator. And I can't get any acceptance from him, then when I get the rejection from people too, the intensity level is gonna be multiplied, right? Yeah. Of that rejection, that hurt. Yeah. But one of the things that the world embraces that they know, or I'm not sure exactly how. Well, you, I would say you hear them say is that God loves me. You know, you hear them say that. Mm -hmm. I don't think they fully understand the concept, but they know, you know, whatever walk of life, okay, God loves me. And in some cases, depending on the walk of life, because he loves me, he accepts what I do. And I think that's how they interpret it. Mm -hmm. Because we, you know, the, the world says, if you love me, you accept anything that I can do. If this is who I say I am, or this is what I want to do, then you should embrace it. And that's not the concept. Mm -hmm. Because even in natural, you don't, I think we pick and choose. Exactly. What we want, you know. The hypocrisy. So this one, you know, no. Right. Right. So I don't love that, you know, you so hate that. But this one, he's fine with. So, you know, hey, embrace me. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. You know, so as we talk about, like, this is my identity. So you love me like God loved me, then you'll be okay with it. Man, that's, that's, a, that's a can of worms right there. Yeah, but it's a, it's a he loves you without liking the things that's you do. right but see they don't interpret it that way I yeah. mean, they don't interpret anything because they think love accepts anything same ball of wax yeah. right and even, even humans we don't do that and that's why you have gay churches because no one's ever no one's ever preached against against sin they think that whatever they do God loves right yeah 
We do not think it's true. We have in the church because we believe in ourselves. I mean, I mean, most, a lot of us did that sin was always made about heaven or hell, which of course, you mm-hmm. know, if we don't believe on Jesus, we will, you know, the sins will not be taken care of or reconciled with the point. It was like, you know, it's heaven, hell, heaven, hell, heaven, hell. And we were never taught sin. The reason God and his loving fatherness of us does not want us to do it is it's going to hurt us. So we tell somebody don't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh no, they're judging me and you're judging me right. instead of going like, hey, let me tell you, this lifestyle you're living, it's gonna hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, the statistics say this, or trust me, I mean, I'm gonna say this. I'll use homosexuality as an example. You know, it'd be you weren't meant to be with somebody mm-hmm. of the same sex, it's not gonna fulfill you. Your heart is not just a biological, like all this stuff, you know, just explain to somebody it's mm-hmm. emotional or God has such a great plan for your life. He's got a good mate for you. Just just trust him and whatever's going on, we can pray. You know, it's never made out to be that. So therefore there's like no solution, I think. And it's like, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, they just they hate me. You know, because this has been out. Oh, right. you know, God hate me. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the reality is, you know, when you talk about what what love truly is, love can't be acceptance of everything. Because everything that you do is not for your own, for your good, right? And the deception is, you know, that if you love, then you accept everything that I put out there. But like, you know, Eric pointed out, we don't do that in human relationships. Your your parents love you. They don't tolerate everything you do. Right. Can you imagine him letting his little one play the matches? Right. Daddy, if you love me, you let me play the matches. Like that. Like that. Like that. Like that. Like that. That's good. That's good. That's good. Right. Because if she grab a knife, like, you know, girls better get your knife out of your hand. No, I want to play with this knife. Okay. If you love me, you That's will right. let me it's play with this knife. How asinine is that? It's foolish, but we understand it in that context, right? But when it comes to other areas of life and philosophies, we get too grown for our own good. You know, when we, you know, when when the scripture says one thing, then we contradict that. But, but we, people say, you know, well, God loves me, and but getting God to love you is not the goal, because what the scripture said, while we were yet centers Christ that okay he loved you when you were screwed up messed up to up doing any kind of behavior <laughs> like gene doing easy. drugs and all yeah, like that yeah. he loved them then like I mean all of us he still loves you now with all the flaws right with right. all the flaws so <laughs> so getting God to love you is not the goal okay no he loved you before you even did anything before you good, even knew it too. right before you even knew it so that's not we think that's the goalpost no that's not it Okay, yeah, he loved you. Like I said, the day you was born, but your behavior doesn't mean he accepts all that. So because because that love is so so strong, yeah, you desire to be more like him every single day. Mm-hmm. And when you mess up, you know you mess up, and you ask for forgiveness, and he ask to help you not do that again, and you go on, on and on. Mm-hmm. When you get a revelation of that, yeah, love, that love will pull you on out of stuff. Say, well, I don't want that no more. That's not good. Oh, you know, I know he's trying to protect me. I know he's, you know, that could destroy me or that's going to 
damn, it's not a relationship with, you know, with my kids or with my wife or with, with my family members. So I'm not going to do that. And right. Like, hey, right. It pulls you out of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that there is, is sanctification by a relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that. And instead of instead of trying to do it from the outside in, being a rule keeper, because that that that's going your flesh is going to break down. But sanctification via relationship, you know, you are just enjoying your relationship with the Lord, and the Holy Spirit is 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 changing the taste that you have in your mouth for things, right? And and, and it's organic. And that's where we need to get to. That that's the place where we rest. Because I can't in myself, I can't keep from slapping, cussing somebody out. Because people, you know, people will push your buttons to a place mm -hmm. where it's like, yo, if I ain't know the Lord for real, I'd be locked up for real. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with I you? Love hey, you trying know. to you know, and Gene could share the same cell. But think yeah, you know. Because <laughs> it is but that's the thing, you know, it and and lock and as time continues to progress, you know, the those who do not have a revelation of grace and are not able to just draw their strength from from him, then you're gonna start seeing him fall off more and more. Because workspace righteousness just ain't cutting it. Because the why Jesus said, because of the lawlessness. Multiply lawlessness. The love of the great body of people will wax cold, and you're not going. When you when you try to do right, and you get the exact opposite back, and you know your flesh is already screaming that you want to slap the mess out of that person anyway. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a time when you just lay all that down and just let your flesh go. Right. It's well, the, it's one time the we had a, Spirit, we had a salesman come into the house to sell us a water filter system. We had a table like this, and the kids were sitting around the table, and the salesman was sitting there, and I'm asking him questions. And finally, I said, okay, I don't, I don't think I'm going to buy that now. And he goes, what do you mean you're not going to buy it? Goes, what are you, stupid? And then he started using bad language. As soon as he used the F word, all the kids bowed out because they knew what was coming. It's me and this guy sitting there now. This guy's using bad language. I got up. I thought, Lord, help me not to just hurt this guy right here. And I opened the front door of the house. I looked at him. I was like, get your stuff and get out of my house now. And he started, He tried to argue with me. And I said, dude, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. And he finally got up and left. But the kids knew me. And they knew that when that started, it was over. It wasn't going to happen, you know? Jenny, you've been talking about the hardness of heart. I'm discovering that with our world the way it is, it's not enough just the things that you don't do. Because we are exposed everywhere you turn to every evil thing. That your heart can get cold if you're not actively seeking God and replacing, get, getting yourself full of this by doing nothing, you're just absorbing that, that hardness of heart. I mean, it has to be a deliberate, I have to get with God and let him keep my heart. Well, strong. who are you hanging out with? If you're hanging out with Jesus, he is going to bring you up. If you go and you hang out with a thug in time, you're going to go. You don't you're, even have to hang you're going out to go, with a thug. You're going to go to the level you just of have that to thug. Be, you just have to be alive. But right you're going now. to go to the level of that, that of that darkness around you. Mm -hmm. Are you going to Are you going to be keep increasing? You can go there without if hanging you spend out. The, if you spend time with the Lord, I, that. I think 
you know, people think, well, okay, I like what she said. Okay, well, I'm just doing that. I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm going to heaven. You know, I got my fine showing. I'm good. And they're just doing, and it's, they just live their life. I'm like you. Doing nothing, you going. You're going backwards. You going backwards. Yeah, you know, man. I realize you going back, and I'm not saying you're going to do anything drastic, but like she says, you're subject. First, the person who's has that intimate time, like you said, relationship with God. You know, they're less subject to go off with some pulling that way versus the person who's just doing nothing. And his word and personality lifts you up. Even just to keep your heart soft and and love, your heart full of love, that you can keep going. But it has to be deliberately on purpose, spending that that time with him. Otherwise, just the world we live in will make you hard and dull. Hanging out with the wrong people, and man, you hang out with the wrong people, and you're doing all the same things they're doing. You can sit home right all day with just the TV on. I see you more people it. like what she's saying. They're saying, "Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm good. I don't need this, this, and that. I ain't got to study the Bible. I ain't got to. I ain't really got to, you know, be in some type of fellowship. I forget all that. I'm okay. I'm saved. Good. Hey, you know what? But you so, watch the news. You hear yeah, things going on, on and all the stuff in the world. Well. Will cause your heart to harden. Mm-hmm. Not anything intentional, right? Not on purpose, but it just happens because of what is coming into coming the ear gate. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's just like that. Um, that illustration I gave one time about being at the airport where you and you are you have that walk track that is going oh, yeah. built, yeah. right? But you get on there if you get on there. And you let's say you you go through you're on the wrong way. The the track is going this way. Right. You're going against it. You're going against the grain. If you're not moving forward actively to walk against that, that current, you're going, you're backwards. going backwards. Mm-hmm. You're going backwards. If you just stand there, you don't have to fraternize with the That's people right. beside you. Right. You don't have to do none of that. Just stand there. And you're going backwards because of the current. Right, it's just like a fish going up against upstream. You're gonna get pulled right back if you're not actively swimming, moving towards the goal, and that's and that's where we are, right? And that's why in these days that when Paul talks about fellowship, true fellowship, encouraging one another, that's so necessary. Right. Whether whether you you know you in a home church, small group. Well, you got to have some some mm-hmm. some connection where people can. You got people praying for you, and you're breaking mm-hmm. bread over the word because mm-hmm. this stuff, you know, yeah, it, it, it's not it's it's just not good to be isolated. It's <laughs> but, but but you can hang out with other Christians even if you're not doing anything like Christian, like you're sitting around watching a ball game and you're just talking, having small talk. Mm-hmm. When you leave, you've got something. It's not tangible, but you you've got something from the fellowship. Uh, more, and you yeah. might not be able to describe it, but that fellowship has done you good. Yeah. And that's one of those things, too. It's like every time believers got to get together, it don't have to be a Bible study. Right. right. Now, you know, obviously being a teacher, like, you know, hey, this is cool, mm-hmm. right, to, to break bread over the scriptures. But, you know, every time you meet as a believer, don't mean you have to crack, you know, it has to be a, a dissertation on Paul's God, life. Bowling alley too. Right. Yeah. You know, you could play bowl, you could play darts or, you know, Xbox or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just enjoy each other's company. You can go out and shoot your AK forty seven. I mean, you there you go. Fun. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, you better you better get that in because they they coming after those. Um, 
Oh, they're coming after all my guns. I got, I got so many of them that they don't like. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, everything that you've heard tonight is not. Um, oh, shoot. I can't, even, I can't even finish the joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, just getting back to our title tonight mental health in the last days. And we need to be intentional about guarding our hearts. Intentional. Mm -hmm. Because it, 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 it is a priority. Because the, the enemy is just looking for any type of pathway where he can bring discouragement, confusion, strife, fear, division, any avenue to disrupt that peace and it's by your peace, the, the, the love that you share and the peace that you have, that people will identify and know who your father is. Amen. Yes. All right, social media family, thank you for joining us. And we will see you in two weeks, taking a break for Christmas, that Christmas week, and then we'll be back the week after. Well, not even next week.